Hello, everyone. Happy Easter from Murderino and... <laughs> Why do you always do that? I don't know. I just do it. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Carlos. Did you yesterday have fun yesterday? Yesterday was my birthday. I know. I'm saying, did you have, yeah, fun, have fun yesterday? Was yeah. it the best birthday of your life? Uh, it was good. Mm. It's good birthday. Well, this is um, episode 12, Selena Forever. So what do we have in the news? Um, first up, I uh, did want to touch on Selena. She, um, it was her uh, anniversary of her death yesterday. So um, just wanted to say, you know, um, she's uh, a big... Um, She's a big she's a big part of the Mexican American community in South Texas. Um, she's a big part of a lot of people's lives around the world, you know. And um, she, uh, with her music and with her um, just philanthropy and her 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 icon status that she had in the '90s and even now. Um, I still feel like she has um, just lived on um, over the decades. So just wanted to touch on that and how important she was to a lot of people. Um, you can even feel her impact today. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. But yeah, um, it's pretty sad that she passed away. Um, so just want to pay the, just want to pay her respects. And say that, um, you know, she means a lot to a lot of people. And she definitely means a lot to me. I grew up in Corpus. And when I was a kid, I actually met her when I was like seven years old. Um, my mom, um, well, actually, my mom's sister went to school with Selena. And um, we were able to go backstage and meet her. And we were really poor growing up. Like, me and my family were really poor. And so we probably didn't look, like, you know, all dressed up or anything. Um, just because when we were kids, we wore clothes from, like, Goodwill and, like, Payless shoes and just struggling. So I'm sure, like, we probably were dressed really poor. I can only imagine. I don't remember the details. But I do, I do remember her, like, talking to me like asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up and um, just being amazingly beautiful. I remember thinking that she was like a princess or something because uh, that's the only thing I could think of at the time. I thought she was like royalty. And uh, my younger brother met her, met her too, and she talked to both of us for like a good solid like five, ten minutes. Um, I do remember a couple things that she said. I remember her saying that, like, to go after your goals, to stay in school. She said to um, keep creating, because I think my mom told her at the time that I was really big into drawing and stuff. And I was going to, like, these art classes on Saturdays. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, and I think she, she told my, my other brother a lot of things, too. Um, but yeah, she was, she was really nice person. 
Um, I just remember her sparkling. It, just weird, because I guess she had, like, a sparkle dress on or something. I just remember her being, like, sparkly. But, um, yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was good to have met her when I did when as a kid, because uh, even through the years, I still still think about her from time to time, especially um, on my birthday, because yesterday was my birthday, but that was another sad thing, was that she passed away on my birthday, um, probably when I was like 12 or 11, I think. Mm -hmm. So that was sad too, is that not only did I meet her, but she also passed away on my birthday. And um, that was really sad when that happened, because... um, yeah, I remember the day that she... There's only a few days that I remember being sad on, like, that I can remember when I was a kid. It was when Selena died. That was one of those days where I was, like, sad, and I was kind of worried as a kid. I didn't know what was going to happen. And another thing I remember was when 9-11 happened, I remember being sad, and I remember just, like, worrying. Those are the two days that I remember as a kid like two bad days but um yeah i mean to this day i still listen to her music you know on my birthday and i'll watch videos videos of her on youtube and uh, you can hear her message like when through in her interviews you can hear her talk and um she has she has a really good message um, that she was promoting back then so i would highly recommend all of y'all go look up selena interviews on youtube she has a really good message, and she was a really good person um, through and through. And you can tell she seriously would have changed the world, I think, if she would have lived. So just wanted to let everybody know. What do you what do you think about Selena Cristina? Well, first off, she wasn't born in Corpus. She was born in, like, Jackson. But Corpus loves to take, like, ownership of her. We never said that she was born in the Corpus. We know where she but was. But everybody's born. like, but she Selena's, was from Corpus, though. Corpus is Selena's home, she, and no, like, she was from Corpus. She called she called Corpus home. Oh well, so. I was just looking her up on Wikipedia. She passed away twenty three years ago, and yeah, I think I think you were eleven because we're the same age, and I was in fifth grade mm. when we heard her passing. And everybody was like, it's a joke. Because, you know, we didn't get the news till the day after, which is April Fool's. And everybody was, like, crying at school. And I was new to the Valley, so I didn't really even know Selena when she passed away. Like, I wasn't really familiar. But everybody was crying at school, and I was like, "Um, okay, do you know this person? So for me, it wasn't, like, uh, monumental at all. Like, it didn't shake my world, because I had no... I didn't really know her, but um, uh, I know Carlos is super fond of her, and like his mom talks about her fondly too. And yeah, she was a good musician. Um, but she, I, um, she, a lot of pe- things people don't know is that when we lived in Corpus, like because we I grew up in Corpus, so she grew up in Corpus too, and she lived in Corpus. So you like it was she was really um, from like where she her house was it was considered like the barrio you know like the mexican neighborhood so she never moved like as she she was big like she was already big and famous and she never moved from the barrio like she literally lived down the street um her and her husband got a house on the street 
they had it built, but it was like in the barrio and everybody knew to pay respect to her and like no one touched her. And it was one of those things where we would see her at the mall and a lot of people would be like, Selena, Selena. It was because that was normal and people would see her at restaurants and wherever she would go around town, you would see her and it was normal. And um, it was like having a, she was a local celebrity that lived in town and everybody who wanted to visit her could visit her. She didn't have a fence up or anything around her house. It was literally, you could go up to the door and knock on it. Like she was a real person with really good ideals and um, tried to live honestly. And um, What was your favorite sad. restaurant? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But um, but yeah, that's how she, that's how she grew up in Corpus, and that's how big she was. Like she didn't, she wasn't, she wasn't, she was who she was on TV and in person. She was the same person outside of that too. That's a lot. That's rare, especially when you have money and success coming at you all the, at all at once. So yeah, she was very humble, very down to earth, and 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 some she has lessons that you could definitely use in life so yeah let's uh get on to the news well that was um part of the news so what's oh, next so i just want to talk about um so we had some crypto news happen so i know a lot of people you've probably seen it on tv um crypto is cryptocurrency um bitcoin ethereum um other cryptocurrencies and um it's been going down lately, and a lot of people are going on television saying that it's the end and everything. And I think it's hilarious because a lot of what TV tells you, especially mainstream TV, they will tell you that the world is falling. Um, you know, we're always, I don't know, I feel like like maybe like three or four weeks ago, or was it like two months ago, they said North Korea was going to bomb us or something. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know why they would try to scare the scare regular people about that stuff. Distractions from something else. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just feel like that's not good journalism. Anyway, um so they're doing the same thing with cryptocurrency right now. They're trying to say that it's the end. But if you really look year over year where crypto was this same time last year to this year it's still up 25-50%. Um even if even another thing too that most people aren't telling you is that um, every year between the the the, t- the time of February and April ish, April ish, um, crypto is down. That's just regular. It's just always been that year over year since two thousand ten two thousand eleven. Um, so it's just interesting to see all these um, mainstream people go on tv telling investors and regular people about cryptocurrency when they have no idea about the technology or where it's going um yeah so just wanted to tell if anybody's out there who's list who's um into crypto and worried or anything like that because i, I do a I do a, a weekly podcast on cryptocurrency more like Christina daily probably podcast talks about. huh more like daily it's more daily, but I've been I've been interviewing a lot of people in the blockchain space, so um, it's just expanding my knowledge on it. But yeah, do you have any questions about crypto? 
I do not, because uh, I hear way too much about it already. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to what you're watching on TV. I'm watching um, The Mick. So if you're familiar with Caitlin Olsen, she's from uh, Always Sunny. She plays Sweetie. And she has, I guess, it's not a spinoff. It's just her own show. She's um, the lead character. And she's basically raising her sister's kids. And so, like, she's not a... She's kind of plays the same... I want to say she kind of plays the same character as in Sunny. She, like, likes to drink, likes to party. She's not, like, super responsible. And so it's kind of the same character, very into, you know, debauchery and, and stuff like that. Um, but then she's saddled with these three kids. And it's pretty funny. I find it super funny, like, the dynamic between her and the um, housekeeper, Alba, played by... Um, she's a Hispanic lady. What's her name, Carlos? What's her name? Carla Jimenez, she's pretty funny. She plays Alba. She's like the housekeeper. And um, her and Caitlin Olsen have a really good um, chemistry on the show. But, yeah, I really enjoy it. That's called The Mick. And it's, I think, on Fox, but I watch it on Hulu. I don't watch cable TV anymore because we don't pay for any cable TV. <laughs> what about you? Um, for TV... The only thing I've seen is The Path. It's on Hulu as well. I like The Mick. The Mick is a good show. Um, at the first two episodes are kind of shaky. Um, they weren't that funny, but I feel like um, once they, they brought another character in like midway through the first season, and I think Ooh. once they brought him in, it kind of evened out the show a little bit because I felt like it was too very much like babysitter kind of television show. But now that they had brought in like they brought somebody else in to help with the, the comedic effort. I feel like it's balanced now. It's actually a really good show. It's pretty funny. Um, Who did they bring the in? The Path? Who did they bring in? What do you mean? To the Mick. All the oh, characters uh, are... what's his name? The the boyfriend that she doesn't like. Or yeah, but he's friend. been there from the beginning. Not from the first episode. He, he didn't l- come into like the third episode. Oh, um, Lord. Um, it's going to be a bet. What? You have a bet on your hands. What's your recommendation? Just IMDb it. Well, I'm talking I'll about IMDb mine. in a second. Um, no, he came in the third episode. I remember because it wasn't funny the first two episodes, but it, it finally found its footing. Huh? It's actually so you're saying they the need to have episodes. a man to make it funny? No, it was basically seeing her just babysit these annoying kids, and it wasn't funny. But um, now that they have the guy in there, they use him as like to make fun. They make fun of him, <laughs> so he's kind of like a punching bag. Christina, I don't know how comedy works. I just know that it works when you have a, a big cast. He has been in every single episode except one. The first one? I don't know if it was the okay. first one. It just says 36 Anyways, episodes. Um, let me go into what I was talking about. The Path. Uh, so The Path is a show that I've been watching on Hulu. Um, I don't think anybody will like it. So I probably, <laughs> I, I'm recommending it for people that are into dramas. It's very dr- dramatic and it... Um, it entails a lot with like uh, religion and um, family and belief and um, religion or cult because it seemed very cult. Um, has a lot to do with religion. Has a lot to do with family um, and has a lot to do with belief in oneself and each other. 
and it also touches on uh, topics of how sometimes perception um, is is reality um, for most religions. It, they touch they touch on a lot of topics, um, and it's really interesting. Um, basically, the show is about um, this guy who uh, has a family that is in this religion called um, Meyerism and it's a made-up religion just for the show it's it actually takes place in modern day in America modern day America but um, it, it, uh, it it touches on other religions like Christianity um, all the other ones uh, it even it even brings up Scientology um, so it takes place in modern day America but um, the, the the religion that they have they have is called Meyerism and uh, it's about it has something to do with the ladder and you climb up this ladder to reach um, kind of like heaven but they call it the garden it's really interesting not the religion, the show is really interesting but um, you can tell they built this whole it's kind of nuts to think about but they actually built out this whole religion just for the show it's pretty interesting how they did that. Like they literally made up a religion, implemented it in the show, and then everybody else is, like it's not a real religion, but everybody else is caught up in it. It's pretty interesting. Well, some of, the, well, the, basically the main part of the show is the guy, the main character, the guy is married to somebody who was born into this religion called Meyerism. Their parents are the ones that founded it, but they weren't the main person. Um, and then um, he he basically um, is uh, just kind of he's basically the guy that's married to the daughter you know of the leaders or whatever so he's kind of looked down upon but after the first second third season you come to find out that he's actually more important than what's what's than what he thinks he is um, so it's it's really fascinating. The first season is really fascinating. I think the second season is probably the best season, um, but the first first season is really fascinating. Second season, I think, is the best season. I just finished up the third season because I just like binge watched it over, I think, like three nights. It was it was good. It was really good. I can't wait to see what they do in the fourth season because I think it's only going to be like four seasons, four or five seasons. So that's pretty interesting. And I'm really looking forward to... Ever since Hulu has came out with this show, I feel like they're starting to create quality television. So there's The Handmaid's Tale that's coming out here pretty soon. So I can't wait to watch that too. Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it for TV. Awesome. What's your recommendation for this week? What's your recommendation? You go. What's my recommendation? Um, my recommendation is... Um, totally geared for females. Um, so I just recently made this purchase and it's totally changed my life. So they're basically panties that are made to free bleed. No more need for tampons, pads, or anything like that. Um, and if you think about, like, not only economically, but environmentally, how much stuff you're not putting back into the landfills, or into the landfill in general, um, this totally eliminates that. 
Uh, it also kind of really depends on your body. Everybody's different, but for me, it works amazingly, and the reviews are all raving reviews. Some people use it in conjunction with like uh, the cup or a tampon, um, but honestly, I don't have to use any of that. It's so easy, and like it's one of those products where you buy an X amount, how many ever days you need them, and you just reuse those over and over and over, and that's all you ever have to buy again. They are pricey. They do range um, from, I think, like $26 or $28 to the most expensive one is $34. They've also introduced like uh, like little jogging shorts. If you want to wear jogging shorts to like work out and not have to worry about wearing panties, you can do that too because they're like built in. Um, they also have like a leotard, but I'm not doing all that. But just the panties themselves are really great. They're really high-grade like high grade material. Um, and like I said, you don't have to ever worry about ever buying any more tampons, any more um, pads, anything. And in my case, I don't. Um, and you could be the same. I think there's you know a larger percentage of people who would only you know, have to use a panty versus uh, doubling up. But um, yeah, it's called uh, Thinks, T-H-I-N-X, and you can find them online, and they're super, super helpful. Like, if you order a pair, and like, I ordered one pair to check my size, and I ended up having to exchange it. They do run a little smaller, so I actually had to size up more than I expected, but it's because, I guess, how they're made, they're a little thicker and they feel weird when you take them out of the package but when you put them on they don't feel any different like I was like it's gonna feel like too thick but no it really doesn't it you know you can tell what you're wearing but it's nothing that's gonna make you super uncomfortable I think I wore them with like jeans and I was totally comfortable um but yeah and then also if you do like a cycle set which you know you buy as many as you need for your cycle. There's a discount, you know, three, I think it's like 10%, four is like more, and it just goes up as many as you buy. Um, but obviously, it's a one-time purchase um, that'll probably last you for years. I don't I don't know what's the life on these because they're relatively new to the market, but it's definitely a really good alternative if you're trying to think of the environment and c overall cost in general, like, you know, the ladies have that lady tax on us. Um, most of the states in the U.S. charge a, a tax on uh, feminine products, and I don't think a lot of people know that, that there's an extra tax put on feminine products in most of the states. And um, this is, a, I guess, a little more political, but feminine products should not be as pricey as they are. And it's a, it's a way for um, people like in prison or... Poor people cannot access feminine products the way and normal people can. And it really sucks that like poor people would have to go out with, you know, not even being able to buy tampons or pads. But 
yeah, it's ridiculous. The price is outrageous. And if you have the capability of like putting those people out of business and going an alternative way, we should do that. Because ultimately they're putting, you know, a seven, eight, even $10 price on a box of feminine products that could last you maybe a month, just depending on um, your flow. I think it's uh, inconsiderate that they would even additionally tax us. It's kind of the same thing with like razors because they're pink and they're female razors. They could, on average, cost a dollar more than male razors. And I don't know about you, but I know like my sister, she'll just use the same razor as her husband because why not? Like I don't have to use a pink razor because I'm a chick. I could easily use the same razors that Carlos would use. Um, Obviously, we don't share racers, uh, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things about women that I don't think a lot of people realize how um, how upcharged a lot of our products are. Um, it's kind of that cost of beauty thing, but it's pretty ridiculous because there's a lot of people who can't afford that upcharge in general. So, but anyways, besides my whole lady tax rant. Um, think panties are really great. Um, you can go on their website, check it out, and like they're 100% guaranteed if you don't like them, like they'll give your money back. So I would recommend at least one pair to start out with to see how you feel in them. Um, if they're not for you, they're not for you, but it's definitely worth a check out. And yeah, the website is shethinks.com, S-E. S-H-E-T-H-I-N-X dot com and check it out. That's all I got. What do you got? Oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would say you don't want to use men's razors. Why? Um, just because... like They would have a closer shave because your guys' hair is coarser. Well, the only reason I say is like um, different people have different reactions to razors. Mm -hmm. So like once a guy finds a razor that he likes usually sticks with that certain type of razor mm -hmm. um i think the best honestly the best razor because i like a good razor but my favorite razor is just buying the little razors the by blade the blade and using that i think that's probably the most primo razor that you can buy honestly like i mean you're gonna, you're gonna, you could potentially hurt yourself but that that's the feels the best so you've like, done it yourself huh? can you do it yourself what use one use of those the blades? blade yourself no i i don't but whenever oh. i get a haircut or whenever i do get a haircut um they usually use those blades and it mm -hmm. feels oh it feels so good it doesn't like, feel like it hurts like it's extra no, sharp it's like one of the best feelings really besides uh, <laughs> oh, well i'm so probably weird. i'm probably not the person you should be asking about that because i'm weird but um yeah i like i like <laughs> why are you weird because i like the way tattoos feel so I like think a I lot of people do. I don't think that's... No, but I really... I like the way the needle You love feels. the way the needle pierces your skin. Yeah, but I, like I could imagine, like, the razor being, like, a single blade and, like, how people know. would... I just like the way... Cut themselves. Like, you know when you're clicking on something that's a really good click and you're just like, man, that feels like... Super it's satisfying? Really, yeah, it's like it one of those, like, when you're... When you're... When, the, when somebody's doing the raise, like, just a razor blade on your uh -huh. face, like, to, to shave you feels really good if especially I if they especially if they've already like put hot towels on your face so your skin's soft and it's ready to be raised because you don't want to you don't want to use a you don't want to use a razor when if your hot if your face is not like 
it's moist. If it's dry. Yeah, if it's dry, you want to use it when it's already been under hot water for a while. And then when you use that, it feels so good. And then, um, but yeah. If I took a class, would you trust me with a razor by your jugular? I don't know, understand what that means. <laughs> your jugular's your neck. If I took a class, would you trust me you to shave class? you? Like a barber? See, that's the thing about me. Like, I don't, I never shave. Like, my hair doesn't go down from my beard. It, like, some guys, you'll, you'll, it meet connects them. with their chest. It connects with their chest. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> for me, it's weird. I have like a full beard, but for whatever reason, it stays there. But would I you have, trust me to cut your hair for you? I get hair. My hair grows your, like your my, eyebrows my connect face. with your head. Yeah, my my if I don't if I were on a desert island for like twenty years, my eyebrows would go to my head. <laughs> I could just comb from my eyebrows back. That's but that's a lot of Hispanics. But um, yeah, I don't have a hairy chest. It's just my beard, and that's it. <laughs> Why are you laughing Cause, for? Because it's true. Your hairline is really close to your eyebrows. Like it's literally an inch away. Yeah, that's why I shave it. <laughs> But um, maybe anyways. I'll learn to shave your head for you with a single blade and help yeah, you really out. I really like the way that feels because it feels really good. Like whenever like a barbershop person does it for me, oh man, I'm like in habit because it feels great. We need to find you a good barber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that was my, my recommendation. You just went off on a razor tangent. Well, I was just going to say like, oh, what I was originally going to say was just be careful if you're going to use men's razor blades. Because depending on how you react to it, there's some razor blades I've used, um, the ones that you buy at the store with like the three or two blades, whatever they are, the four blades, the Quattro, Gillette, all those different kinds, doesn't matter the brand. I'll use them and I'll get bumps on my face and I'm like, what the fudge? But, uh, and then I'll use like a really generic razor and then I'll do, I'll be shaving and then I won't have any bumps. So it really depends on like the razor or in the material, or sometimes the material they use are just really dirty, so you have to wash them before. Um, it could be a multitude of things, honestly. So I would just, just maybe buy three or four razors, test them out, see how you react to your skin, and then you could probably use it. But that's the problems guys run into all the time. Well, I'm definitely not recommending that we use men's razors, but I don't think a lot of people know that that we're upcharged on an average of a dollar to two dollars just because our razors are pink. And because they're lady razors, like there's legitimately no, no difference. And so I don't think people know that. We call it the lady tax. And um, I think men are very unaware of that. So I kind of wanted to bring I that mean, up. If you, if, you, if you look at that, and, and this, is a, this is a lot of things that most people don't realize is that um, a lot of the people that make these decisions, they like to blame it on the people that are above them. Like they like to say, oh... Well, it doesn't necessarily come from me. It's coming from above me. Um, I would like to offer somebody some advice, whoever is at the top of these, you know, razors, things or whatever. I would say just do the right thing. If that means quitting your job and going to work for somebody else that doesn't apply that women's tax on products, then do that. Um, but I, I feel like if we don't stop, um, pe if people don't stop... Um, you know, with blaming it on the people above them, they don't start, you know, accepting that they have a, they have a piece in this to stop it, then they can. Um, I think I think a lot of people don't realize that they actually control more than what they really 
think they do. A lot of people will try to blame other people for their faults or try to blame others for any problem. I think once you start taking ownership for any actions that happen around you, whether it be, I don't know, complaining about razors, about companies, I would say it's it's up to those employees to have a strike and say, we're not going to work until you guys lower the price on these razors, just like everybody else. And I hate to say it, but it's going to take it's going to take people to stop doing that. It's the same reason why I don't eat at Chick-fil-A because it's it's a hate chicken, I like to say. It's not, I don't want to give them my money. It's the same reason why I don't go to Hobby Lobby. I don't believe in what they're doing. It's the same reason why there's tons of restaurants or even places I just won't purchase from because on my principles alone. Because once you start giving those people money, then you automatically, you vote with your dollar and you say, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But you can't do that. You have to have some more, some more standards in your life. You have to stick to it because for the longest time, um, I can give you a perfect example of this. I used to work at Radio Shack a long time ago. It was like for two weeks, two weeks, two or three weeks, I worked at Radio Shack. And I didn't do anything wrong. I literally went to work. I was trying to make the most of it. But when I worked there, I realized that the company was just very old-fashioned. And they just weren't, they weren't the best to their employees. So one day, make a long story short, one day... I'm going to work and I go to work and I'm waiting outside because I'm waiting for the manager to show up. The manager never shows up. I don't have his phone number to call him because I'm just a regular employee. I just started. Um, So I wait like an hour (laughs) and he never shows up. Um, So that's when I'm like, okay, let me just go home. So I just go home because I don't have the key. So I go home like two hours later, they call me and they're like, hey, where are you at? You're supposed to be at work. And I was like, I know I was there. I waited an hour. Um, well, we need you to come to work. And I said, okay. So I went to work and they fired me. And they said, they said, you didn't call anybody, meaning I didn't have the number to the boss, which I just started. So how could I have the number to the boss? I didn't know the number. Um, I didn't try calling corporate, I guess, or something, which I didn't know the number of the corporate. I also didn't try calling the district manager, which how am I supposed to have that number? Or I didn't try calling the, the manager that's supposed to open the store. But how was I supposed to have his number? Anyways, so they fired me. And I was like, at the time, I remember thinking, I'm like, man, why did you guys call me in to just to fire me? Could have just fired me over the phone instead of like actually, I think I told him that. I think I did tell him that. I think I was young enough to like speak up for myself. I like to think I told him something. But I remember telling him maybe like, why did you guys just tell me over the phone? Why did you have to bring me in to tell me that I'm fired. Anyways, so I get home, and on the way home, I'm driving my little crappy car. I'm going home, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at the ways, like, how this is my fault. I'm like, what could I have done different? I'm like, I probably could have called the manager, Could have probably could have found a way to find, maybe call a different store or something, and, like, at, tell them to send somebody there. Like, I was trying to think of ways that I could have done. I was like, I probably should have done that. Like, once I actually saw it and thought about it, and I started thinking, I was like, well, maybe I just didn't care enough about the job. E- either way, um, I realized that it was probably my fault. But at the same time, I realized something else. As much ownership as I took, uh, you know, being fired for that, I... I, I immediately thought, as a company, Radio Shack is just not gonna is not gonna last. And um, at the time, um, 
my friends were making fun of me because I told them what happened. Oh, you got fired. They started laughing. But uh, at the time, I remember thinking, I was like, I was like, I worked for them, so I know what it's like on the inside. And I remember telling them at the time, I was like, there's no way Radio Shack makes it the next 10, 15 years or whatever I said at the time. And they were like, what are you talking about? They have Shaq because at the time they had Shaquille O'Neal as their, as their promoter or whatever, Christina. So he was everywhere. They were like, go to Radio Shack. And he would be like dunking the football, basketball or something. Because his name's Shaq. Yeah. And <laughs> they, they like were paying him a lot of money to like, and it was driving business. So like at the time my friends were like, what are you talking about? Of course they're going to be around. Lo and behold, two years ago, I think maybe two or three years ago, they're shut down. They shut down. Radio Shack shut down. Everything shut down. But I'm not going to say I, I knew I could tell the future. No, I'm just saying that I'd worked inside that company. I knew what it was like working for them. And I also knew that they weren't going to be around just because of the way they treated me and the way they treated their employees. And when people start doing that and when companies start doing that, I'm sorry. Unless you're the United States government, you don't win. Or Walmart, because they're still winning and they treat Christina, their employees like shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like companies like that don't win. And I'm sorry for anybody who works at Walmart. Walmart's been going good. How well, are they not winning? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. If if I don't know, I don't I never worked at Walmart, so I don't know. But I'm just well, saying I'm telling you, I have. Okay, so you're saying they don't treat people good there. They don't treat people okay. good at all. Well, I do know one thing that that if they keep continuing that, they won't be around. Well, I can tell you we won't see it in our lifetime, that's for sure. Uh, I beg to differ. Carlos, we're in our 30s. We're definitely not going to see the demise of Walmart. I'm not, I'm not tr- shooting for that, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, if, if they were to shut down, it would, be, it would be understandable. I'd be like, well, it's probably because they didn't treat their employees correctly. So. Well, you know, after their very large tax break that Trump gave them, they shut down, like, a few dozen Sam's Clubs. And I think a few Walmarts, too, at that. That's but it's because, you. like, there was this huge boom in the 90s where they just kept popping, popping Walmarts. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. And not you, realizing like, there's just too many per capita. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, that doesn't sustain. Like, you can't, um, you can't treat people like that and you can't... That, that wins short-term, but that doesn't win long-term is what I'm trying to say. So they won't be around. But they've been around since 1960. I'm just saying long-term, that doesn't scale. It okay. scales short-term, doesn't scale long-term. I hope so, but I do have a few people that still work there. 35 years, and I've, I know for a fact at this age now that um, you can't, you can't uh, treat people like that and expect to get anywhere in life, mm-hmm. much less a corporation expecting to last 50 to 100 years. There's a reason why IBM has been around so long, you know? Because they're good to their people. No, I'm saying they've been around for almost 100 years already. Yeah. But it's because they probably treat their employees really well. I don't know. I've never worked for IBM, but every person I've ever talked to about it, they've always said good things about them. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Well, Um, what a discussion from period panties to IBM being around for 100 years. These thinkers, I don't know. Um, no, your recommendation is at 6'9", guy. Oh, yeah. So I want to give you a recommendation. Um... I don't know if a lot of people listen to hip-hop. Oh, and FYI, I will put the link of uh, She Thinks Panties in in our description. That way you can get, I think you can get an extra $10 off. I'll put my link in there. Dang, trying to make money off your podcast now. 
No, they're going to get cool. $10 off. I'm not. I already bought my panties. I'm not buying any more. Okay, just making sure you're not getting a referral code. No, I don't have any. This is all for your benefit as a listener. You got to say that in podcasts because if you don't, then people think that you're this chilling stuff. This is a non-beneficial uh, referral from me. This is all for you. I am not going to make any money off of this, but I will put my code so you can get $10 off on your There you go. You first heard it first from Christina. There you go. Um, okay, now your recommendation. So my recommendation is there's this uh, young man. His goes by the name of 6ix9ine. He's from New York. Um, he makes very interesting music. He's a hip-hop artist. Um, he he kind of... Uh, it's weird, like, when I was young, like, I, I thought I was so cool. And I think <laughs> I was. But when I was in my 20s, I was like... I like to think I was really cool. Like, I was in a band, like... We were really cool dudes. <laughs> really cool dudes. Anyway, we we go on tour and we have like shows and stuff. Like, oh, I think I think I was a really cool guy. I'm definitely not the cool guy anymore. I know I'm not, but um, it's weird like seeing these kids at this age now, like they're in their early twenties, and to see what cool is now, I'm like, I like it's kind of weird to see how you can go from being that cool to now seeing some other people that are cool. And you're just and you're just kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. But I will say this kid, beyond being cool, because he's obviously cool, um, hella talented. Um, he's a really talented kid. Um, he has, his music is really, I guess, vibrant and full of energy. And it's, it's, it's interesting how when you're that age, you know, all that really matters is the music and you don't care about anything else and you can see it when he performs uh, but uh, yeah I would get recommend checking out his music it's really loud and it's really uh, most of y'all won't like it but if um, you have a if you have a, a, a I don't know like a niece or nephew that's around the age of I don't know between 10 and 25 or whatever um, they can tell you all about 6 9 and depending on if they're if they like them or not but he literally grew up in New York, and I think from his story, he said that he said he's a he's a young um, Mexican American, and um, he was like he grew up in the projects, so he really didn't have anything, and uh, he came from nothing, and um, and it's uh, pretty inspiring to see him come from nothing, and he's even given back to the community that he's he grew up in. Because now he's he's a millionaire, so he's he's gone to schools. He's a millionaire. He's gone to schools and given um, kids money and and done things for his neighborhood and stuff. And I, I like to, I, I really commend that about him. And to me, that that shows a mark of of, uh, of a good human being. I think, um, regardless of what people think of his music, I think if when people start doing that and they don't. They don't forget where they came from, I think. Or I know that's a, that's a good thing. Mm. So, uh, what's next? Mm. Christina, your main topic is... I don't know, though. Willie you showed me what? You showed me a video of his, and I, I don't really... I think you're thinking, like, he's talented, he's Hispanic... Straight from Mexico, apparently. No, I think his dad... I think he said his dad was, like, Puerto Rico, or maybe his mom's Puerto Rican, and maybe his dad or his mom's Mexican. But, yeah, he's Mexican-American. You should have done your research. But 
Um, his videos, I don't know. He's very vulgar, and that's me being a 35-year-old, apparently. Uh, I don't like the fact that he's using animals in his videos. That was pretty disturbing, just that, like, two minutes you just showed me. Um, that gives me the wrong idea of this guy. And he may have talent, but if he's not a good person and he's not treating animals good, that could be a problem. He's definitely he. There's there's nothing going on the animal the animals. The animals are barking. He has two. Which Christine was talking about. There's two dogs. You can tell they're um, they're like a bully breed, and they're wearing like choke collars and they're barking at each other. But to me, I have two dogs. They're both bully breeds, and when I put them close together, if they're riled up, they'll start barking at each other. So it's kind of one of those things. But these are in a fighting mode. I'm just saying, Christina, it's one of those things where if somebody were videotaping me, I'm a big, scary guy, and if I had two dogs, and they were, and they were both wearing choke collars, and I had, they were barking at each other like to the point where they were going to try to fight each other, of course it would look bad. I'm just saying... But that's another thing. That's Why saying, would you perception. put a choke collar on? Because and- when you're creating music and when you're creating, when you're trying to get people's attention through music, you have to. You're show using everything. negative you, you're stuff. Not, not negative. You're using whatever you have to to get the the the, the viewer to look at. Because if the you're fact, a- the fact that you're you're upset about that is a good thing because it shows that he 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 created that video correctly. That when you create music, especially. Uh, music that's gonna make people upset. This is the reason why people hate Kanye. Is that your 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 job as a, as a as a musician as a, as an artist is to get an emotion f- from somebody. The, the the worst thing you can do is create music and people just say, eh. like that's the worst thing. The best thing you want is to either be somebody say, that was fantastic, oh my god, or somebody gets some type of emotion from it, or somebody hate it completely. So be outraged. Pretty what much. I'm saying is like you're outraged about that, but you—that's the whole point—is that now you're gonna remember who Six Nine is. So when somebody brings him up, you're gonna be like, "I hate him." No, now gonna I'm gonna say, be on the lookout for him for, as a future animal so, abuser. So what you're saying is he's on your radar now. He wasn't on your radar till two hours ago. That's why. That's the whole point of music that you're you're trying to gain as many listeners as you can. But I'm not gonna be a listener. Christina, the fact that you're going to talk about him is spreading his message for him. That's, that's, this is the same reason Trump won, by the way. But this is, you created this, because if you would have never shown me, I would have never known. I this. I, I, I showed you the music that I was going to do for their podcast, and then you got upset because there's two dogs barking. But the dogs weren't fighting. They were just barking at each other. But if you know anything about dogs... They were which in I do, fighting mode. Which I do. I have two bully dogs. Yes, bully but these dogs. dogs did not look like that. It Christina, was very upsetting. They do look like that. And when, anybody who when they're about to fight each other, they dogs. look like they're gonna tear each other apart. Like they do. They look like that. Right, and because they're gonna legitimately fight each other. Christina, but that's how dogs look. We even even when they're not even even when they're not gonna do that, they still give that sense of emotion. If, I don't know if people know this, but. One time I had Chinese food delivered here at my house and the lady, I, I opened the door and then told the dogs to stand back because they started barking and when they start barking. They show their teeth and they look really scary, but they're not scary dogs. Well, the lady or no, was it the man? No, it was a lady. No, it, was it was a, a lady. lady. She gave me the food and I went to grab the food and then she saw the dogs and she flipped out like she went, oh, my God, like she flipped out. She gave me the food. She just like 
ran. She like she like she was stepped, terrified. She like stepped back, but the dogs weren't doing anything to her. They were barking, but they stopped barking. But as soon as she she saw one look at him from the because I guess Thrasher was like right by my leg. She saw him and she flipped out. She like scooted back, and then all of a sudden, the, both the dogs like sensed that fear and just started barking at her. And I'm like, oh my god! Didn't they charge she, her like, too into the bushes? Her. Yeah, they charged her, mm-hmm. but they didn't push her down. They just kept barking at her because she was she was they fearful basically of them. cornered her. And dogs, when they sense fear, they that attracts them even further. And I can do it to them too. Like whenever I act like I'm scared of Indy or I act like I'm scared of Thrasher, they'll start barking at me because they sense that fear, and they like it. But (laughs) they do. I don't think they they like it. They feed off of it. But if I if I step up to them and I'm like, get off me, or I say something like that, then they don't. They act like they cower. But it's all how you feel. Well, the lady was frightened. She was fearful of them, so she started stepping back, and they just ran with that fear and started barking at her. And it looked like they were gonna bite her. They didn't bite her, but they pushed her into the bushes, and she like she like ah. And I said, Dasher, get over here, Indy, get over here. But if somebody was YouTubing that, like, had that on video, it would look like I sicked both my dogs on this poor lady who was giving, delivering Chinese food. That's how it would have looked. Because mm-hmm. perception's reality, Christina. So what you saw in the video, you saw two dogs barking. But if you take away, if you know the actual history of those dogs, then it's going to change all of that. Anyways, 690 is my recommendation. The name of the video she's talking about is called... Gummo, G-U-M-M-O. Go watch it. Maybe you can agree with her. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't mean now. Whenever I see something on video or, or and it's it's actual reality or something, I don't trust it unless I know everything about what happened. You just see it as a shock value, and that's it. You don't no, see it as the anything pe- else. The person who directed it, the person who made that video, sees it as as shock value, and they put in the video for shock value. But it's the same reason people make... So why do you think this guy's music's so good? Why do I think... Yeah, I, like, why are you recommending him? Because, really, he was frightening to me. I'm recommending him because I have I have respect for people that come from nothing and they, they turn a, 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 what should be a negative into a positive. The kid comes from nothing. But how many rags-to-riches stories are out there? The kid comes from nothing. He, he should be a statistic. Yeah, but how and, many but are out there? Let me finish. A kid should be a statistic. Like, he should be in jail or, or dead, you know? And the fact that he said, F that, I'm going to create music. That's going to be my outlet. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on my entire neighborhood onto my music. And not only am I going to turn them onto it, they're going to like it. And now I'm going to have them in my video to, like, to show how... Because when one person succeeds from something like that, Christina, everybody succeeds. And this is, these are the things when it comes to living in a poor neighborhood. Most people don't realize. Okay, so that's why I have respect for somebody like that, because he came from nothing. And um, I like people that make a positive out of a negative. Um, what's your main topic? Oh. Um, Willie Bostick. So I heard um, this guy's story, I think, on uh, Criminal. It's a podcast I listen to. It might have not been Criminal, but it was, it's one of my podcasts I listen to um, on the regular. And I'm actually been trying to go to the library to 
find this book of his. Um, the book is called um, All God's Children. And it's basically the story of this guy named Willie Bostick. So back in the 70s, he grew up in, the, in New York in the 70s, and he was uh, labeled the babyface butcher. Um, babyface, he wasn't killing babies, but <laughs> I guess he had a babyface. Um, uh, so I'm going to read this from the New York Times. Um, they published this back in the 80s, it looks like. So... Willie Bostick is a self-proclaimed monster whose five-year sentence for two subway murders, which uh, when he was 15, uh, led New York to toughen its juvenile criminal laws. So he's one of the reasons why they've upped the ante on juveniles when uh, prosecuting him, because when he was a teenager, he uh, one of the murders I heard of, he saw a man on a subway, I think it was an older Hispanic man on the subway, and the man was wearing a watch, and Willie wanted it. And so as, as stops went by and more people got off, at one point it was just the man and Willie. Well, the man was sleeping the whole time, and so Willie Bostick approaches him, kind of nudges him in the foot, and when he sees that the guy doesn't wake up, he tries to take the watch. Well, that startles the man, and that's when he wakes up, and he literally, like, shot him in the face like he shot him in an eye and then shot him in the temple that was one of the murders and because he was a juvenile uh he was only supposed to get five years so he's one of the reasons why new york had to toughen its criminal laws um but yeah so it says uh he says i laugh at this system because there ain't a damn thing that it can do to me except to deal with the monster it has created um, Willie Bosick uh, once admitted to committing more than 2,000 crimes between the ages of 9 and 15, including 25 stabbings. Uh, could be sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for the attack, which occurred while he was being interviewed by a journalist helping write his autobiography. The 26-year-old Mr. Willie Bosick is already serving 28 years to life for assault and arson, unconnected to his original murder conviction. He's state's most violent criminal. Um, but yeah, so this guy had a really rough upbringing. That's why I want to get the book and like read the whole thing because obviously on a podcast that's like 30 to 45 minutes, you don't get to hear the whole story. Um, but he had a really rough upbringing and like it said, he started, he started committing crimes at like nine years old. I can't even imagine like at nine years old what I was doing was definitely not committing any crimes. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, one of the most prolific criminals of the 70s in New York and was a big change in how they prosecuted um, juveniles. But once I read the book, I'll be able to give you some more detail. So is he the Zodiac Killer or no? No. The Zodiac Killer has never been found Conspiracy theorists say that's Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, but no, but seriously though. No, he's never been found. Zodiac Killer's never been found. Yeah, yeah he's uh, him. Why don't you tell us a story about the Zodiac Killer? There's a few of them. I can do that next week. Well, tell us a, a little preview. That's a long one too. Um, the Zodiac Killer. Well, I don't know. Let me pull it up because. I'm not. I'm not a murder encyclopedia. I thought you knew about murder. I know about murders. Like I know the Zodiac Killer. 
but it's not like I can just like scroll through my Rolodex in my brain and be like, here's really? the Zodiac. Yeah. You do that with tech. Uh, that's good. I'm old. <laughs> I can't I just. you knew murder really well, though. I do. Like, I know a lot of murders. Okay, then tell me another one. And I'm super fascinated by them, but doesn't mean I'm like a Rolodex. I thought you knew about all about murder. No. But then don't you have a book, though, on all the murders? That yeah, I have place? an encyclopedia that Jody got me. You haven't read it? A few birthdays ago. Yeah, I've been going through it. But these are, like, crimes that you'll never hear about because they're so, like, not mainstream. Like, you're never going to hear about every single crime in this world. There's a lot of them. And so these are just, like brief like synopsis of like different criminals throughout what, history what you should do is try to find the zodiac killer i should by now he's probably dead because he did wasn't he i at one point too i feel like they tried to connect him with the son of sam the zodiac killer happened in the 70s 60s and 70s as well yeah by now, he's probably dead. The Zodiac Killer was a serial killer who operated in... This is from Wikipedia. Who operated in Northern California from the late 60s to early 70s. The killer's identity remains unknown. See? I knew that. But how do they know it was the same person? The Zodiac... Mer because when you're a criminal profiler, criminals have a trait. So... They'll chop off somebody's finger the same way, or they'll stab somebody the same way, or every every murder has a certain ritual to them, and they do it the same every single time. But why? Why not just do it different every single because time? Because when, when people are murders or serial killers as such, they do it for the satisfaction of having completed it the way they what what entices them the way you were saying how like you love tattoos and the sensation it gives you mm -hmm. they have a sort of sensation as well oh wow so it's on that level yes oh, it's very psychological Crazy. so yeah but yeah that's why they see, know see, the zodiac you know about stuff like this yeah but i also you just don't took know psychology. about serial killers no i'm you not going to be able to say give me a name and i'll tell you ted bundy Ted, he uh, he ate people too. Was it Ted Bundy or was it? I don't know. I don't know serial killers. You don't know Ted Bundy? I just know him from Married with Children. No, that's Al Bundy. Oh. Ted Bundy uh, was a rapist and necrophilia. So he liked having sex with dead people, that's and he weird. was a rapist. So he wasn't the cannibalist. That was. God, what's his name? See, murders just get all mixed up in my head. But yeah, yeah. Ted Bundy, but he, they, they caught him and he was executed in 89. He was a serial killer, kidnapper, rapist, burglar, and necrophilia who assaulted and murdered numerous young women and girls during the 70s and possibly earlier. Oh. But see, his MO was that, to kidnap, rape, and be a necro. <laughs> Or how, do you, how would you say that as an action? Rape and necrolize. <laughs> but yeah, so they all have their MO. Cannibalist, what was his name? Now, you're, now I'm going to be on a loop. Um, but yeah, so Willie Boskett. Um, I'm definitely going to get that book. All children, all God's children. It's a, it looks like a really good read. 
And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm a strange individual where, and I'm talking legitimately about me, where sometimes I can sympathize with the murderer. Like, I think about, or I read about, like, their history and their upbringing, and sometimes I'm like, he had it really hard, or she had it really See, hard. But you say that, but why can't you sympathize with other people that are like Trump or like people like that? There's probably something genetically wrong with them or something that happened to them makes them the way they so are. So you're telling me I should be a Trump sympathizer? No. I'm giving okay. you that as an example. You say that you can be sympathized with a murderer for killing all these people, but you can't sympathize with somebody... Like who? Tell me. You're saying not Trump. Just any, like any people that you dislike. Like why can't you sympathize? Tell me. Sympathize with them. I need an example, and I can tell you why I can't sympathize with them. Like people that kill dogs. Like why can't you sympathize with them? Why I can't? There's some. There's there was probably something that was done to them at a young age, and then that caused them to kill animals. Like do you know what I mean? Like Michael Vick's a perfect example. Like you can have sympathy for humans killing humans or a human killing another human but you can't have sympathy for michael vick killing dogs but the thing that you don't realize is probably he grew up in a different household or maybe there was something about him if you did more research on him you would find out that the same thing just like your serial killer there was something that that caused that like just like everybody there's reasons why people do things they don't just doesn't just pop in their head and they start doing it. it's caused out of childhood or okay something so f- First off, if you want to go down that route, Michael Vick did not just only kill animals. He tortured them for gain, monetary gains. He but made wait, let did, me finish. You want to hear why killers, I can't sympathize with but him? Serial killers did the same thing. They're not too. killing for monetary but they, gains. But they, but they kill though. It's a psychological but, issue. But no, they they kill though for satisfaction. And these are people, they kill regular people who have regular jobs, mm-hmm. just doing their, just going through their life, who have regular families, you know, mothers and daughters and whoever. And they're killing those people because they're innocent. Like, that's, they just like, the dogs are innocent. Like, it's the same thing. That's why I don't understand. I'm not by any means saying they should not be punished. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, that's scary that you're saying that you, you can I sympathize, sympathize with serial killers, but you can't sympathize with somebody like Michael. But Vick I'm not or, saying I don't believe that they should be some, punished. Or somebody else like anybody else who anybody else who fights dogs. Like you can't sympathize with them because it was probably something that was done to them as a child that caused them to fight dogs. Well, let me tell you, first off, anybody who is willing to torture and kill an animal is three times more likely to move on to women and children and be a serial murderer. So that's, that's how, let me say, finish, though, so that's how if, all if people... Ser- if serial killers, if serial killers that you're sympathizing with, it's, you're saying it's a high, it's a high likely that they killed yes, animals. Yes, it is, so exactly. why are you sympathizing with them that they're no better than Michael Vick who's killed animals? It's the same thing. Because Michael saying, you're contra- Vick... You're contradicting yourself. No. Yes, you are, completely. Because Michael Vick doesn't have psychological issues. He obviously does if he's hurting animals, Christina. He did it for pure joy, entertainment, Christina, and monetary no, he gains. Christina, there's, there's something sick about somebody who gets 
who gets excited about seeing two dogs fight each other and then making bets on it and then calling people over and gathering a group of people and drinking and having them two dogs and fight breeding, each other. And breeding dogs and breeding, to and keep then, and then fighting make, for a, him. It becomes a systemic thing that they do systematically in their lives day to day, and they're looking forward to it week by week. There's something sick about that, but you don't see it because all you see is just the dead animals. And that's the same thing these serial killers are doing. They're systematically following these people day to day to get their mo get to be like a see what they're doing, and then they're following them and they're thinking of how they're going to kill them. They're they're doing research on them and then they kill them and then they do this over and over again to other people, and that's sick too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same thing. It's not. Unfortunately, I'll let the audience. I will. I'll let the audience see how you're contradicting yourself because because you're totally contradicting yourself. You totally are. Mm -mm. But that's that's weird. But I guess everybody does that sometimes until it takes until it's something that hits home with them and then they realize like oh okay I never saw it that way and then they stop thinking well clearly we know you're a Michael Vick sympathizer Christina I have I have sympathy for everybody Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm saying like I can understand why somebody will be a serial killer I, I can understand why somebody would kill dogs I can understand why corporations you know enslave people day to day I can understand why governments attack other um, you know, places, countries, and kill them. I can understand why that country who's getting killed off by those so-called governments who are there to protect them are fighting back. I can understand all those. I can see every side. It's just that I don't think I don't think anybody's right in that. I think they just need to stop fighting each other and stop killing each other. That's what I think. I'm a pacifist. Calm down. Are you done? No, I'm just just telling you that, you know, you should really think about what you're saying when you say that, because it's um, it's it's contradicting yourself about dogs. That's all I'm saying, though. You're not you're not understanding it, though, because I think you I think you don't like the idea that I could have sympathy for. No, I have sympathy for those serial killers, too. Do you? Yeah. Really? Because yeah, we've had this discussion. Story, that one story you told me about the guy who killed all those, or the guy who killed all his kids and stuff. Yeah, I think that guy's a sick son of a bitch, but I'm sure, you know, he was a kid what once. Guy? Well, let me finish. I'm sure he was a kid once, and I'm sure, like, his father or somebody in his family did something horrific to him that caused him to go this way, you know? So I, I can see, I can see where he comes from. I still think the act is sick. And I still think that, you know, I wish he wouldn't have done it, but that doesn't change the fact that he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand. I can understand and see how far somebody could go, but it's one of those things where it's just... Like, like the perfect example is this Unabomber that was here in Austin. He was sitting here bombing everybody. <laughs> he was bombing, you know, minorities all over Austin. Are you sympathizing with him too? No, but that's what I'm trying to say is... I understand where he's coming from. I can, I can, I can see, I can see how far it could take somebody like him to go down that path. I can sympathize with somebody like him, but I can also sympathize with people that were getting bombed too, as well. I can see both sides. I understand both sides. I'm not going to sit here and say that what he did was right because it wasn't. According to his family, he had a great life. So how can you say that you can sympathize with him going down this road? Do you want me if... to explain? Do you want me to explain what 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 it probably is? I think yeah. I told you this before. Please explain. And this is all me just being subjective and guessing with no facts. But you know, let's just say he was he was probably a kid that grew up 
And his whole life, he was told, you know, he's going to amount to something. Oh, yeah, you did. You know, he's, 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 his parents were rich. I didn't agree. You know, his parents probably were well off, but he was probably one of those kids that were just felt alienated from his family and felt alienated from society and felt alienated from school, whatever it was. Um, and um, he, who knows what he was getting into when he was a youngster or who he hung out with or what <laughs> online forums he went to to like indoctrinate him into some kind of thinking about that minorities were to blame for all these things. Whatever it was, it obviously drove him far enough to where he had to go and create these bombs to deliver them to these minorities to kill them. Um, so there's something that clicked there with him. Do I sympathize that... Um, that he could that he could do that to somebody else and think it was right. Yeah, I do because I can see where it, he can he comes from. The same reason why you know you have you know these African Americans you know that you know will 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 get stuck or you know in a car and then they get shot from a cop. Like I can sympathize with the African Americans. Like man, that sucks. Like that's terrible that that happened to him. And, and then I can see the cop's point of view because he's probably scared out of his fucking mind. He thinks they're going to shoot him or something because he watches too many movies. And it's the same thing. It just goes round and round and round, and it's never going to stop until people actually take back and look at that everybody has a point of view, and there's, there's, everybody's point of view is valid in their own head. It doesn't mean that it's right, you know? It's just valid in their own head. And people just need to realize that, hey... We're not all right. We can't all be right at the same time, but we can hopefully come meet in the middle and discuss this. Because I think when people don't discuss these topics, that's when it turns sour. That's when you just have the cycle just keep repeating over and over and over again. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I, I, I wish the kid wouldn't have bombed everybody. If he would have bombed our house, I'd have been very upset if one of us would have got killed. Like, it would have really upset me. I would have I would have wanted to I would have wanted to kill that kid myself but at the same time maybe over time I probably could have come to the realization I don't know maybe I could have come to the realization that what he did was was horrific but I'm sure I'm sure he was he was there was something that traumatized him at a young age maybe that his family's just not telling us who knows you know all families have secrets so there's probably who knows if he had like an uncle or somebody that took him behind the barn or something and like showed him how to make these bombs or showed him you, you know <laughs> who, who knows christina there's no there's no telling what it was but i'm sure it started at a young age i'm sure that wasn't the i'm sure when he started exploding people that wasn't the first thing he exploded he probably was into fireworks or something and probably like you said probably started killing you know animals with fireworks mm -hmm. but who knows but there was something there and all families have secrets and the fact that you know the family doesn't know about it, they probably don't know about it but to sit there and say that um you know you can have you can have sympathy for some people but not others no that's 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 contradictory. I'm not an equal opportunist yeah you have to you have to have sympathy for everybody that's the only way you're gonna that's the only way we're gonna stop this cycle of killing each other we have to grow up as a, as, as a as a human race. We have to start realizing it's every it's not one one for all. You know, it's not everyone on their own kind of thing. It's 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 we. It's everybody. It's we the people. It's just not just us. Me 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 and me. Can't just be about me. I guess me. my biggest problem with Michael Vick is he's an opportunist, and he I feel like he was famous enough and had enough money 
that he didn't have to do that. And he used his popularity as a football player to get away with it. And I don't feel that he's paid the price either. I can sympathize with people, but I also believe that they deserve the price uh, to pay the price of the consequences that uh, from their actions. And so even if I sympathize with the serial killer, I still believe they have to pay the price. I can still sympathize. However, in Vic's case, I don't have that sympathy because I feel like he's an opportunist and he should have known better. And I don't believe that there's anything in his history. I've read about him um, to know the kind of shit that he did. If you've ever read the books and ever seen the dogs that came out of his camp, you would, you wouldn't, without a doubt, think, yeah, this guy was in the wrong um, because he didn't need, he didn't need, um, like some people would say, well, how else was he going to make money? He was a millionaire. He was a football player. Uh, according to some people, he was good. I don't know. I don't watch football, but he, he, it was wrong. It was wrong. And I don't think he paid the price. I'm sorry. He didn't pay the price for the animals that he kills. He didn't pay the price for breaking the law. And that's also what gets me going because he was a celebrity. And so he bought his way out. So yeah, I can't, I, I can say maybe I do have sympathy if I read his backstory, but he didn't pay the price for his crimes. So I can have sympathy for Ted Bundy, not saying I do because I don't know his history, but he paid the price for his crimes and that's justice and I'm all for justice. So I'm all for these people, either the death penalty or sit in prison, although I don't believe they should sit in prison for their entire lives because we end up paying for them. But you know, they should pay the price for their crimes. So I want to say that because I don't want you to think like- So you're or, saying that if Ted Bundy was a millionaire and he was a football player and he killed these people, and he had enough money to get himself out of a situation, and he did, then it's okay. No, I'm saying he didn't pay the price. Because there's somebody that's like that. It's called has, OJ. That's yeah. what I was going to say. There's been somebody yeah, who Yeah, and I, don't, I think OJ didn't pay the price. And he got away with it because he had enough money to afford an attorney. Right, I don't think you're understanding. And, and that's what I'm trying to say, like... So you feel bad for OJ too? No, I don't killer. feel bad for OJ. He's a serial killer though. No, nope, because he, he didn't somebody. pay the price. But Christina, he murdered somebody. Yeah, he didn't pay the price. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like it's, it, it, you're 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 contradicting yourself because it's the same thing. So the two it's people the I have no sympathy for did not pay the price for their crimes and were basically paid for their freedom. So you're basically saying you only you only sympathize with people that are poor that commit crimes. No, that pay the price for their crimes and justice is that, served. That aren't rich. Yeah. So if they're if you, so Christina doesn't believe in sympathy for rich people. No, I don't. I can't yeah. think of any other think, rich think, person who's think, paid think, for their freedom. I think I think you equate being rich as being uh, more um, 
like I guess smarter than everybody else on another level but I don't think you realize that when some people become rich they're really not smarter than anybody else out there it's just that maybe they have some talent no, or but they can maybe pay they their have way um, this unique skill set that gets them to becoming rich it doesn't necessarily make them smarter than everybody else in the room and I think the I think that's the thing that kind of lacks in America is that everybody looks as money as as IQ <laughs> it's really no, not he's about to preach some more just telling you that I'm it's just not. telling you. Like I don't think you understand. It doesn't equate to money in America, but it it it, it seriously it does. In when America, justice isn't served, equate, I feel that injustice is just because you think neglectful. that Michael Vick should have more sense because he has money doesn't make him have more sense of what's right or wrong. No, I didn't say he should have more sense because he has say money. That. You said I that said he should he, know better. He shouldn't and he have, should, and he shouldn't because money doesn't make somebody know better. It just makes them become more of a person than that they were already. It just it basically puts a spotlight on who they are already. No, I'm saying this is why you have some people that like you know you can name a dozen celebrities that have issues being in the spotlight is because money doesn't change them. It literally just makes them deal with themselves on a more like just different level. Do you want to do the podcast? (laughs) I feel like you. Feel like you've given up. No, I'm just you're not even letting me get an edge and a word in edgewise. So it's kind of like a mute point to even argue with you because I, I don't think, think you're arguing. even. I think we're having a good conversation. I don't even feel like you're listening to me. But no, no, because you just go off on a tangent. But that's what you do, and you over talk, and you won't even let me talk because I never said that rich people are smart or whatever you said. I said that people who have Money should know better. No, that people who have money pay for their freedom and they never pay for the crimes, such as OJ. OJ killed his wife, ex wife, and he did not pay for his crime. Why? Because he He had this dream team and he was able to pay. It's because he lives in America. No, no, because those lawyers knew exactly what to say to get him acquitted and it didn't help that it was racial tension after the whole Rodney King beating that it created this whole if he did it and they find him guilty it's because he's black that's what it was no he legitimately killed his ex-wife and he was acquitted or whatever because of his lawyers his defense team if a poor person would have done exact same thing a poor person of color they would have never gotten off the way OJ did because they would have had a public defender and they would have served their time, which is justice. That that's exactly what should happen. My thing is, is Michael Vick making money in a dog fighting ring is unjustified because he already had money. He didn't need to be making more money. He was doing it purely for entertainment and pleasure. That's what he was doing it for. So if you think fighting dogs for entertainment is your cup of tea then you can be friends with michael vick but i will never ever see that that man served his time for the way those animals were treated he never served his time and even now he should never be allowed to own an animal ever again yet that is not that is not the case but you're missing the entire point no i'm not so the point i was trying to make is that you're saying they hired oj hired these lawyers but yeah, but that's America though. No, because he had money. Ameri- in America, if you have money, you have power, you have status, you can get out of anything. But that's America, um, and that goes across the board. Whether you're 
black, white, purple, green, blue, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you have money in America, you can get away with anything. So to say that there's justice in America is not a valid point at all because there's so many people in the prison system that have gotten arrested for marijuana or anything like that. And yes, they serve serve time. It doesn't make that valid. Like that's not a, that's not a valid sentence. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. No, our justice system is very flawed. So what I'm trying to say is you're, you're saying that there's justice in America and I'm saying there's absolutely not justice in America. The whole, the whole judicial system needs to be reformed. And the fact that you're saying that it's okay for, you know, somebody like Ted Bundy, who's probably, you know, considered a minority. I don't know what race he was, but he if he's a minority white. or whatever, he served his sentence or he's whatever. He's a white guy. But if and he was an ex. If, and if he was he executed. Was, if, he was, if he was in America, I guarantee you he didn't serve the correct sentence. He was executed. Christina. He was a white guy and he was think, executed. I don't think execution is a way to solve some of these issues. If you look at other countries across the world, whenever somebody murders somebody, they don't get executed. What do they get? Go look it up. But there's there's other countries in the world that actually they get sent to what is considered in America a halfway house where they literally are allowed to like basically take care of themselves and they get reinserted back into society. Murders? No. They get reinserted back into society like 10 years, 8 years later. After they murdered somebody. No. Because in other countries that aren't in America, and this is what, and you're saying no right now, but it's because you've been brainwashed from what you see on the TV. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm, I'm the same way too. No, I'm the same way too. I grew, I grew up, I grew up, I went to school in the, in the system and I, I got brainwashed too. But I'm saying what you're saying, no, that doesn't exist. That's what they want you to think that that doesn't exist. So therefore you can validate why somebody should be murdered for killing somebody else. Because they're not going to put a murderer back out on the streets, Carlos. Christina, that's what they want you to think. If you go and do the research, you will come. You will find out that people well, don't tell get me. sent. Well, we can't stop the podcast you to go do the it research. Somewhere. But what I'm saying is, like, you, you, you people don't get murdered in other countries because they kill somebody. Yes, of course, in third world countries, wherever. But a, a first world country doesn't go and murder somebody else. Just, just because they murdered somebody else is what I'm saying. It's just that, it's just that you've been. So you don't believe in capital punishment. It's just that you've been census, you've been, you've been sensitized to all of the American propaganda throughout the years, and so you believe that that's how the entire world is. The, 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 the world that they show you on TV is not the world that it is. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. And and I, I feel like a not not enough people know how much. America is really has the blinders on the rest of the world and you'd be surprised what is going on everywhere else I'm just saying look at the internet you have to look at the internet you can't just stay on Facebook like because when you when you focus just on Facebook all that is filtered and it's for your interests it's you're not getting anything you have so you have to visit other websites even even as something as simple as visiting other countries' news outlets, you can find out a different reality than the reality that you look at here in America, because it's completely different. Just telling you, because it's fact. Anyways, I feel like we should move on, because we've already spent like 30 minutes just talking about this, and you obviously don't agree with me, and I obviously don't Don't agree agree with with you on it, so it's never going to end. 
Okay, we'll talk about yours. You clearly want to talk about your recommendation or your discussion no, the, topic. My, my topic is something completely yeah, normal. Yeah, it's completely different. Like, it's not, th- this is why I don't, I feel like you, I feel like you look at things that, that really like to test your emotional um, buttons. Like me, I don't like to, like people probably think like, man, this guy probably argues about issues all the time. He does. But in actuality, I really he don't. like. Does. I don't like looking at issues i don't even like talking politics i really don't even talk religion I don't oh talk but about you can any- totally talk it up i can though. no i can talk on it because i feel like i'm educated and enough away from what i've learned in school to where i understand what the world really is and not just something that they tell us and we just supposed to accept it and i think the problem is that most people aren't questioning everything and you should be questioning everything i question so think, much stuff. Was, i think that was the only Good thing they taught me in college was critical thinking. <laughs> if you learn nothing else in college, critical thinking on whatever day that is or whatever class that was that taught me critical thinking, that is the most important thing you can learn in college is critical thinking. Once you start looking at things critically and you start looking at why instead of the what or the how, but the why, you start understanding that there's a lot more to history than what's led on. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So question everything. Don't just accept just don't don't just accept what somebody hands you because it's likely not going to be true or it's going to be um, it's going to be catered um, so <laughs> what part are we on now it's your time to talk about your top five crypto oh, okay so what I was going to discuss was um, cryptocurrency because you guys know I'm into cryptocurrency I like talking about it. Um, I have a a weekly podcast on doing uh, a blockchain technology talk, and um, and it's it's interesting. And we're very much in the early days of the internet, so uh, it feels like that all over again. um, Bitcoin and blockchain uh, protocols are are going to be an entirely new segment for for everybody. And it's something that a lot of people should be paying attention to because it's it's going to happen before you know it. That's one thing about uh, Silicon Valley and about um, just tech these days. Everything scales faster than than anticipated. So um, I wanted to give you my top five cryptocurrencies. Um, a lot of people always ask me um, to to. Uh, just to recommend what's a good coin or which coins do I hold or which ones are going to go up in value because they, they're kind of like stocks in a way, but I, I would say they're not at all. Um, but people look at them like stocks, but they're really not. But if you were really looking into getting into uh, cryptocurrency or crypto and this is your first time ever hearing about it, I would say stick with Bitcoin. Um, not saying to go out and buy $2,000 worth of Bitcoin, I'm saying go out and buy $5 a week in Bitcoin. You could easily download the Square Cash Wallet. There you can purchase Bitcoin, or you can download Coinbase, or you can download Circle Investing app is another one. There's tons of apps on your phone that you can download cryptocurrency. Um, but if I was going to give you my top five, I would say if you're a new investor to primarily hold Bitcoin and Ethereum, those are the top one in those are the one of the, the top three cryptocurrencies right now. Um, so if you were going to ask me which cryptocurrency has 
is going to scale over the long term. Which one will be here in the next five to 10 years? I would say Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then to the bottom three, because you're probably wondering, well, what about the what about the ones that you see that no one else knows about? And the ones that I would recommend that nobody else knows about and that people would be surprised that are going to make them a lot of money would be XLM. That's another um, it's, it's I guess you could call it more of a it's more of a token. Um, it's not really a currency. It's more of a, um, a token. And um, XLM is, uh, is, is from the Stellar Foundation. Um, and that right now is currently trading at 20 cents. Um, this is one that I feel that if you were going to looking into cryptocurrency and you wanted to purchase some crypto and you wanted to make a lot of money, over the long term, I would recommend buying some XLM coin, Stellar, and and not look at it for the next three to five years. And then when you look at it, you're going to see a huge return on your investment. Um, another one would be Cardano, which is ADA coin. And this is one that's at priced at 14 cents. And a lot of people are saying right now, Oh, how can you be recommending these penny stocks? And I would say they're not penny stocks. They're not. Um, these aren't. These aren't pennies. I mean, they are pennies, but they're not. They're not stocks. Um, these are actual companies that are building out blockchain technology, um, and for the masses. And ADA, Cardano is one of them. Trying to be the, trying to be a fourth generation crypto, because um, currently right now we're in a third generation. Market, so I would recommend ADA, Cardano, for um, the next coin potentially here in the next three to five years that you'll earn significant amount of money if you were to purchase right now at fourteen cents. Um, I own a crap ton of <laughs> Cardano and Stellar just because those are ones that I'm bullish on. I've been I've been following both those currencies since they were at about. Uh, three and two cents um, last year. So they've gone as high as 85 cents to a dollar and I still haven't sold my share of them, even though I probably could have walked away, you know, you know, pretty high already if I wanted to, but I chose not to just because I know over a long term, they're going to be worth, um, they're going to be worth pretty high. Um, Another one is XRP Ripple. Uh, this is probably one that you heard on CNBC. Um, this is a this is a, a token, or I guess you would call it a currency, um, that is going to have a huge impact in the banking space. Um, this coin has gotten as high as three dollars. It's currently at forty eight cents right now. If you were to purchase it, you would see a huge return by the end of the year. This is more like if you want to return on your investment in the next six to 12 months, I would go with XRP coin because you could flip. You can make over 200 percent this year. Just saying um, this is none of this is financial advice. But if you were looking to get into crypto and this is your first time, then I would just purchase Bitcoin and Ethereum um, just by like five dollars a week or something. Just dip your toes. But if you're looking to, if you're already an investor, then you already know about these coins. Or if you're somebody who's going to the next level, then XRP, XLM, and ADA are coins that you should be having in your portfolio because those are gonna, those are gonna moon. 
Um, and then if you want a really dark horse, really dark horse pick, I would say TRX Tron. But other than that, that's my top five, Christina. And hopefully you, uh, you didn't make anybody lose any money. What do you mean? Because they're going to invest and lose money. They're going to invest and lose money? Mm-hmm. No, you only lose when you sell. So that's why I say... No, because if you buy something and it goes down, you're losing money. No, you're not losing money. That's why I say you only lose when you sell. If you, That's why I'm telling them right now that I'm giving you an exact time frame on each one of those coins. I said Bitcoin, hold long-term. Ethereum, hold long-term, 5 to 10 years. Um, I said eighty-eight coin, which is Cardano. That's going to take one to two, three to four years to see a significant amount of return. It's currently at twenty cent or fifteen cents. Another one I said was Stellar XLM coin. It's currently at twenty cents. You're going to see a significant amount of return here in the next twelve to eighteen, thirty-six months. Um, and Ripple, Ripple's one that if you're looking short-term and you want short-term money and you're looking to make a, you're looking to flip it then get Ripple, it's at price at 48 cents right now, that's a steal, and you could you could potentially be making quadruple the amount here in the next 12 months. So I'm giving you timeframes and everything. And I've been, I've been cryptocurrency a long time, and not only that, I have a podcast where I broadcast the thousands every week, and they all seem to like me. They keep Good. listening, so obviously I'm giving them, <laughs> giving them some kind of knowledge. But I'm telling y'all because a lot of y'all don't don't know about crypto yeah. and don't know about blockchain technology. I think so they still I'm won't understand to... it after this because you didn't give any information. What what information do I need to give? Like how it works. They don't they don't know that. How it works. Um, yeah. I would say check out uh, check out my podcast. I do I do history lessons on all the coins that we talk about. I talk about this every day. I give out main topics. Check out the... If you link me on the notes, then they can... I'll try to figure out how. I don't know. You just put the web address. <laughs> um, but yeah, put the web address on there, and then they can listen to all my... Listen to... I think I have a total of 125 episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of knowledge there. You can go back and listen to the old episodes. And now I just recently started interviewing people from the blockchain space. So we're having um, interesting people go on there, talk about their projects and how they see crypto. So you're not just seeing, you're not just hearing one side. Now you're hearing it from multiple people in the space actually developing this, this technology. So you can hear it from their mouth, you know, about what's what's really going on. And Fair that will even expand your mind even lot, further. So his podcasts are very long and what? he talks to himself my podcast I'm giving what? fair warning that your podcasts are very long and long winded you like to talk and talk on your own I don't understand what you mean I'm talking to people you're talking to yourself oh you mean like in a room yeah, yeah you're in, in your room, room when I record. just yeah, talking, talking to yourself myself. But when somebody but records, for like an hour two hours your podcasts are really long but when people are Joe Rogan but when people are um, making music, they're singing to themselves. It's the same thing. I know, but that's that's just you. You like you're like, I can't do that. That's just too much. It's too much self indulgence. That's not self indulgent. That's I'm helping a lot of people. That's good. I'm not making any money off of this. I know. So I'm doing it because I love the technology. And I. But I think you also love like 
the creativity that it takes to like put stuff yeah, together. Yeah, I do. I like creating stories and I like putting stuff together and I like talking about it. And um, I don't have anybody else to talk to it about it, so I talk. <laughs> I talk to a lot of people about it. Um, I don't think that's funny. You talk but, to me. You have people to talk to. Um, but I, I like I like explaining this stuff. I like uh, I like because honestly, I don't know nearly as much as the people that are coming onto the show. Like I feel like I barely grasp it. But it's because I have this thirst for it that I want to keep learning about it and learning about it because I feel like it's an endless well. I'm never going to know enough. It's just going to be something that I'm going to have to continuously keep learning over time because it's going to take a really long time to understand this. And I still think that people that are in this space right now are still are still learning about this stuff. And it's 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 good. It's this is the future. If if this is like doing a podcast on the Internet in 1991 it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, why are you? What are you doing the podcast for? Or doing a radio show in 1991 about the internet? People would have looked at you and been like, "What is the internet?" And you're there explaining to them, "Well, people are going to be able to talk to people on the internet, and they're going to be able to have conversations with other people around the world." Uh, and people would have looked at you like, "How? Through a computer? No one's going to sit in front of a computer and, and you know." So it's it's kind of like that. It's like it's very early days. We have we hadn't they haven't built an AOL yet. Remember AOL? Vaguely. Well, AOL was the very first. It was kind of like Facebook. It was a walled garden. So when people signed up to AOL, they were able to create an account, and they had all this chat rooms, and they had websites and stuff that were all inside of AOL. So that's how most people got on the internet. That's how I, that's how I got on the internet was through AOL. And that was the, that was the, that was the tipping point for the internet that, that let the mainstream people get in on the internet. And then from there, that's when you started learning about other websites that you can access outside the internet. But those are things I didn't know. I, I thought AOL was just the internet. I didn't know that you could, you could go to a web address within uh, internet explorer. So it's all these things that it's still it's still new, and most people don't even realize like how new we're in it, in this. I have a feeling that in the future here that we're gonna have we're gonna, probably gonna have an app, or maybe it'll be another device. I don't know. Maybe it'll be our phones that's gonna have a security chip on there that's gonna have all our digital assets on there. I'm talking about social security number, driver's license. Um, our Texas, our Texas licenses, um, or driver's license, state licenses, whatever. Our passports. They're gonna have our our stickers for our cars, our insurance, our health insurance cards. They're gonna have all these digital. You have all these digital assets on this chip that and lives on your phone. And they're gonna put it in your in your palm like they tag the dogs. It's gonna live on your phone, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be all. It's all gonna be correlated and filled out and. It's all going to live there, and then we're, we're also going to have our bank account tied to that chip or that secure node or whatever it's going to be that our phone becomes, and we're going to be able to ins- go, go into that app, and it's going to be able to show us our currency, and we're just going to be able to, to purchase whatever you want with whatever coin. You're going to go into a Walmart. You're going to pay with... I don't know if Walmart's still around. You're going to go into a Target. You're going to pay with Target coin. You're gonna, you're gonna, on the fly, it's gonna transfer from, you know, whatever, whatever federal coin they decide to create because the government is really looking into creating a federal coin, even though they don't talk about it. 
they're gonna it's gonna automatically swap that you're gonna get these reward points that get kicked back to you it's all gonna be full functioning on your phone and you're not even gonna realize that you're paying with bitcoin litecoin or whatever currency behind the behind the layers and it's all gonna be you're, you're just thinking that you're paying with target coin but in actuality you're like you're not paying with target coin it's going to be pretty cool. You're going to, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to work out for everybody because you're going to earn points or you're going to earn tokens or, or money just by visiting Target and looking at, you know, going down the aisles and looking at ads. Or spend, The more time you spend at Target, the more money you're going to make while being there. So you could potentially earn $5 for, for shopping for an hour inside of a Target, you know, just by looking through all the aisles. And, and then like you're going to be able to pay with your target coin. That's what I'm saying. That's where it's going. It's headed in that direction. It's going to be fully functional where you're not even going to notice it. That's the only way this thing is going to it's going to scale out. But it is. It's happening. And some people don't realize it yet because they don't understand it. To me, that's just uh, to me, a regular person. That sounds crazy. You're it's like, very why demolition I, man of you. You're like, why would I pay with target coin? Why would I go to Starbucks and pay with Starbucks coin? Why would I just pay with regular dollars? It's because you're going to be incentivized to pay with those things. You just don't know it. Yet. Well, I'm incentivized to pay with my Starbucks card now but because I get you, points. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Eventually, because Starbucks is currently looking into creating their own token as well too. They talked about it, and a lot of companies like IBM are going to be building out these blockchains for when these companies. When did you get sold to IBM? You've mentioned twice already today. So what I'm trying to do now is circle back to my original recommendation is that you mentioned Starbucks. I'm telling you that they're looking into it. They're going to purchase. They're going to get IBM to develop this blockchain technology for them. The underlining protocol that IBM is using for their blockchain technology is Stellar. The one that I recommended in the top five today was mm-hmm. Stellar. XLM coin, mm-hmm. that's the protocol, that's the blockchain technology that IBM is using to implement all these tokens for Starbucks and whoever else they're branching out to. This is why I'm telling you, this is why you want to get in now because those coins that I'm recommending are going to be worth a lot of money. It's just that no one knows it yet. Hmm. It's not a, hmm. it's a yes, it is. It just, just, it's just no one, no one sees it, but it's okay. People didn't see the internet, and then Amazon came and ate everybody's lunch. And ate everybody's lunch? Yeah. The same reason why Google came <laughs> and ate everybody's lunch, too. <clears throat> okay, calm down. Okay, well, right, you're done so talking what did you learn today? Crypto? What to do? What did you learn? <sighs> I learned that my husband likes dog killers. That's not and... true. Because I have two dogs. And a Mexican rapper from New York. And a culty TV show. Okay. Well, I learned that my wife only sympathizes with poor serial killers. Um, she also has problems with her underwear. <laughs> and that she... So you didn't even listen. And she also thinks um, uh, that... Uh, what else did you say that was funny? She also thinks that um, it's okay if her dogs want to eat a Chinese person that delivers food here. Because <laughs> they're good dogs. I don't have problems with my underwear. Don't advertise that. Okay, I think that's the end of the show. Okay, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Spay and neuter your animals, please. Okay. I'm going to do it with our dogs first. Our dogs are spayed and neutered. <laughs> <laughs>